Cryptids and Milks. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Ella, and you're entering the sovereign country of Scully Nation, where the flashlights are flickery and the blazers are boxy. This is an X-Files Rewatch podcast. Sure is. In which we, what do we do on this podcast? We usually rewatch the X-Files. I'm not rewatching it, I'm watching it for the first time, though. I'm rewatching it, you're watching it. So it's just an X-Files watch slash rewatch podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a little too wordy, so we shortened it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, you know, this, yeah, I'm excited to see what Red Museum has in store for us. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen Red Museum? Well, I've seen it twice now. Oh, wait. Okay, <laughs> that's skipped, a good point. You skipped something. That's a good point. No, I, I was, I said I was a newbie already. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've seen it twice now. So okay. I guess it is a rewatch podcast because every time we record, I have watched each episode twice at that point. But sure. the conceit of the show is that this is my first time watching it. There you go. All right. Well, tonight, as already discussed, we are talking about season two, episode 10, Red Museum. That sounds spooky. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is it spooky? A little bit. Kind of. It's a little spooky. It's a little spooky in that, you know, you think it's going to be a monster of the week, and then it's a mythology. Mm-hmm. A surprise mythology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you did tell me that it was a mythology when we recorded last time. But yeah. I forgot that it was, like, a surprise. I didn't remember. Oh, okay. So, you were all good. <laughs> it worked out. I was like, whoa, what a monster of the week. And then it wasn't. Yeah, right so. after I started watching it, I'm like, shit, I said it was a, I, I forgot that it was a switcheroo. Well, I did not remember you saying it, so you were <laughs> okay. all good. All right, Until I was Excellent. editing the audio afterwards. Does that mean that you're not hanging on my every word at all times? Because that's kind of hurtful. I am 100% always hanging on your every word, okay. I promise. Okay. I just have a really bad memory. <laughs> okay. okay. We've talked about this, All right. right, fair enough. Sorry. It's fine. Is it? I feel like you're mad. Um, I might be, but you won't remember later, so. Oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode. This episode. <laughs> I'd love to. This episode aired on December 9th, 1994. The hmm. least spooky of the months. Oh, but I remember it well. I was getting all ready for Christmas. You know, my first one. Mm-hmm. I was uh, mm-hmm. buying my presents. I was filling the stockings of uh-huh. my family sure. and friends. Sure, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true, but mm. I'll take your word for it. This episode was written by Christopher Carter and directed by Wynn Phelps. So, Wynn Phelps... This is the only episode of the X-Files that he has directed, and he doesn't have that much else to his name. Oh. So. Well, he's probably doing other stuff. I think he's dead. Oh. So not anymore. That's fair. That's really weird, because I was going to say that Win Phelps sounds familiar, and I don't know why now. It, I don't know. I looked not. him up, and okay. I'm, he's directed some TV, but nothing I'm a, exciting. I'm wearing fool's clothing right now. I guess so. So, this episode takes place in Delta Glen, Wisconsin. Love Wisconsin. Woo! Uh, I was leaving that open for you to disparage Wisconsin. I have nothing negative to say at all, and okay. I won't at any point throughout this episode either. Okay. Just kidding. Okay. Everybody get ready for later when Amanda has Wisconsin hate. Oh, yeah. So, short plot synopsis. Uh, 
Several Wisconsin teens are found wandering in the woods in their underwear with he is one scrawled on their backs. Mulder and Scully traveled to investigate this aberrant behavior, though the strangest thing in this neat producing area is a mysterious cult of vegetarian walk-ins. The crew cut man returns, this time working alone. Several relics from the mythology like purity control and deep throat are revisited here. Nice. So that wasn't the most poetic description. No. But you know what? Really wasn't. It gets the job done. There was a lot going on in the episode, so I understand mm-hmm. that it was probably hard to fit all of that in. There sure was a lot going on. So, so. all right. Well, never before uh-huh. has this moment been I, so easy uh, I've to been, do. I've been looking forward to this. Oof. Do you want to do the honors? Oh, you start. You go, you can do it. Okay. Um, uh, it's time. Or can we allow a vegetarian to do oh, it this time? That's a good point. So I don't typically eat meat. Mm-hmm. I do eat fish, but yeah. I don't know if I deserve this one. And like, know? it usually doesn't matter, yeah. you know, but it might matter this time. This is an important one. I'm, you know, I don't think I get to have an opinion about any of the meat stuff. That's a good point. Uh-huh. It's time to get into the JASD beef one oh, yeah. certified A1 beef mm-hmm. meat mm-hmm. of this episode. Nice. Bloody, nice. red, and raw. Raw. But tasty. Yes. Full of that growth hormone. Ha- half of uh, the co-hosts of this podcast were craving some ribs mm-hmm. by the end of this episode. Which half? And I, I won't tell you which half, but, you know. It was 60% of Ella and 40% of me. <laughs> yep. Oof. Okay, it's time. We're okay. diving in. All right. Meat. Mm-hmm. We open on meat. There's lots of dead cows. Dead cows. <laughs> dead cows everywhere. Some live cows, but then some dead cows. Those live cows are going to be dead soon. Yes. We Oof. got people. Uh, workers clocking out. Uh, they're they're hanging out at the lockers. They're they're <laughs> chit-chatting. It's like a meat processing plant. I don't know if I actually said oh, that or if I just well. said we open on meat. <laughs> Sorry. You it's can... J-I-S-D beef mm-hmm. meat processing yes. plant. Yes. Uh, so people are clocking out. They're just, you know, just regular people, regular Wisconsinites having a great time. Mm. Uh, we follow one of the workers and she goes home to her two, uh, evil children who are watching the news for some reason. That's weird. Don't know why. Uh, one of them is a teen. Uh Uh-oh. You know what that means. (laughs) Return of the grunge teens, everybody. They're back and they're better than ever. I think... The universe heard us complaining about no grunge teens because not only were there grunge teens in this episode, but it was an episode about the grunge teens. Yeah. So. They got their starring role mm-hmm. finally, and I'm excited for them. We'll get to it them as Blazer Watch. Oh, They've yeah. got a lot of clothes to talk about. Oh, yeah. So, uh, whatever. So, she's talking with her kids. Uh, she goes into the bathroom to take a shower, um, but then we notice there's a creep in the wall watching her through a, a, through a little pinhole. Excuse me? A man in her wall? A man in her wall with glasses, breathing heavily. I do not like that one bit. No, 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 no. It's gross. But whatever. We have more important things to deal with right now. Because uh, there's 16 plots going there, on. Oh, there is so much. <laughs> there's so much going on. So while she's getting creeped on, uh, the teen, whose name is Gary. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Gary gets a call from a friend 
supposedly. Or an enemy. Or an enemy. Which... Who did call? Wait a minute. Now that I'm thinking about it right at this second, mm-hmm. wouldn't it have been Gerd? But how could... could oh yeah, my, but how would But he he's in the wall. He's in the wall. <laughs> Do you think the mom heard, like... Because Gerd was on the phone inside the walls. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Also, why would he go out? Because Gerd told him to. Okay, it must not have been. But but, but then, then how did, how did he lure Gerd... him out? <laughs> did he? Did Gerd just hear through the walls that Gary was leaving and take that oh, opportunity? It, he might actually have been just going out, but and then he was waylaid. Quickly, can Gerd get out of the wall? It's like he'd have to be pretty quiet, though, right? Or someone would hear him. Although, Although I guess it's an apartment. Yeah. So you would just... And apparently he's been creeping on them for years and they have not noticed, so... That's just the sound of our apartment settling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a course. man breathing heavily behind yeah, the yeah, mirror. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, whatever. Maybe he's going out to meet his friends, but whatever. So he uh, tells his younger brother, I'll be back in five minutes. Rudely. He also tells... Uh, him not to tell mom that he's gone, and then he calls him Butt Crumb, mm-hmm. which is a and weird nickname. Unfortunate, and he's also wearing a Green Bay Packers <laughs> shirt, so we know he's a scoundrel. Oh and yeah, we know that we're supposed mm-hmm, to hate this mm-hmm. kid. That's important <laughs> information mm-hmm. for later. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yes, that's definitely what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes out, but. He does not return in five minutes. Uh-oh. Uh, he reappears the next morning in the forest, uh, naked and afraid. Ooh, I love that television program. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Never seen it. I have not ever seen an episode. <laughs> nope. So he's wandering around. He does not look good. He's freaked out. Something very bad has happened to him, obviously. Uh He's just in his underwear, and then the camera kind of pans around, and we see written on his back in what looks like magic marker, which I feel like they could have found a, a spookier... Why not just, like, carve it into his back, you know? Oh. If you're going to be scary, be scary. Because Gerd loves the kids. <laughs> uh, it says he is one. Yeah. That's weird. Well, that's probably fine. Mm-hmm. Credits. Credits over. Guess what time it is, everybody. It's time for a Mulder crime slideshow. Nice. Finally, he can do this for a Scully again. Yes. He's going through the slide. He's showing Gary Kane, 16, C student, football player, 4-H club member. Sounds like he's from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mulder gives Scully the scoop about what we just saw. You know, these kids are getting abducted and then showing up in the woods later naked with he is one written on their back. And it's happening across Wisconsin in different towns. Mm-hmm. That's pretty weird. All of the victims have been, like, super terrified out of their minds. Like, clearly have, you know, trauma about the whole being kidnapped thing. Mm-hmm. But they can't remember any of it, I don't think. Or at least they're not talking about it. Yes. Uh, and the sheriff nearby all of these things mm-hmm. has a little theory. And it's this sheriff's theory that has caught Mulder's attention. Ooh. The sheriff thinks maybe these kids are being possessed. Hmm. Okay, well, that sounds like a classic uh, regular X-File. Let's sounds check like it out. a monster of the week, right? Sure does. All right, well, let's get to Wisconsin. Right. Hop in the car, everybody. Ooh. Road trip to Delta Glen. The sheriff is driving the boot crew around, and he's taking them to the first important stop in Delta Glen, Wisconsin, which is to a ranch where a vegan cult lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, they're called the Red Museum. 
They moved here from California, I guess, or at least the leader did. I don't oh, know if... Odin did. Odin I did. I think everyone else just converged on him. Okay. So he came from California to found this cult. Of course and he came from California. Wouldn't want to call it a cult, of course. Uh, this religious movement. Okay. <laughs> this new religious movement. All right. He does have California vibes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they, uh, the boot crew plus the sheriff pull up to the ranch um, and they see these cult members walking about. I think it's probably important to talk about what they look like now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe we can go into more detail in Blazer Watch, but visually they're very distinct from other town members because they're wearing like flowy white tunics over flowy white pants and then a big red like turban kind of thing yep. on their heads. They look like real fools. Yeah. And they all have shaved heads, too, I think. Oh, you're probably right. I don't remember right. seeing them without their turbans, but I'm sure you're right. So, hmm. yeah, they look a little silly. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. They're just living their life. Uh, I also like that this Living moment... their life being vegetarians in the middle of cow country. What's wrong with that? <sighs> Everything is but... wrong with that, if you but... believe the sheriff. But... <laughs> Yeah, he does also give us information about how there is tension amongst Mm -hmm. the uh, members of the Red Museum and the townies, because the members of the Red Museum are trying to stop meat-eating in the middle of cow country. Uh, Uphill battle. Not a great audience to be receptive, but that's okay. Uh, I did also like in the scene that Mulder is holding an umbrella for Scully. That was pretty cute. yeah. I don't know. Pretty cute. I don't know. Yeah, this is a very rainy, foggy episode. Yeah, it is. So, good stuff. Sure wish it was raining here. So, they crash this meeting. I didn't know why they were just allowed to crash this meeting, but... Just a... It's a... You know, it's kind of <clears> like <throat> how you can just show up to church. I'm not going to keep you out. I guess. <laughs> I guess they do want people to convert, I suppose. It does. This So, they're... All of the members of the cult are in the barn, and it does look... <laughs> Like the like Apple Macintosh nineteen eighty four commercial basically, like people, you know, you know the one, the famous one. No. Oh, the one where there's like a bunch of identical looking people in rows and they're staring at a screen at the front, and then okay. like a lady comes and like throws a hammer at it or something. <laughs> I don't think I know this one. And it's like Apple's gonna show you why nineteen eighty four isn't gonna be like nineteen eighty four. Introducing the Macintosh. It's a famous commercial. Okay. Anyway, I swear. I haven't seen it. I didn't just make this up. It looks like that. So I'm just setting the scene. Okay. There <laughs> you go. Uh, yes. So they come in, and then um, everybody's sitting in pews in the middle of this barn. And then uh, Odin comes in, um, and he walks up on stage, sits down at his little Macintosh computer, and starts typing. Um, there's a woman sitting behind him um, reading out what he's typing well, what's he's being typed is uh, like uh, projected on a screen. Don't know why he couldn't just speak and say what he. Is what it like was, an accessibility thing? It's not. I know. I know. It's a generous reading, but it's not. I know. <laughs> I think it's just a, a a dorky Californian thing. I think it was. I don't know. Is it supposed to be spooky? Like he's channeling yeah to emphasize that it's still weird yeah i guess maybe he's just like a really bad public speaker i mean that's fair like same Uh, but then couldn't he just give the speeches to the lady to read yeah 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 i mean they can make that work you know he sits there and looks pensive and regal and you know if they were really committed 
they would yeah. do that, but whatever. But whatever. So this woman with incredible 2020 eyesight is reading out his creed, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's uh, stuff like the master awaits his flock. Um, apparently they are 18 earth years before the dawning of the new kingdom. So maybe yes. that's important. Uh, they, the enlightened, must bring the teachings to the public, etc., etc., etc. Stuff, lots of uh, sort of new agey type things. Mm, Mulder's favorite. Mulder's favorite. Although he seems to be into it this time. Yeah, he seems fine now. I think maybe he was just in stress, you know, in one breath. So he wasn't... uh, He he wasn't in the mood. (laughs) They should have brought Skelly's sister along. Yeah, maybe. Sure. So uh, Mulder recognizes what they're talking about, and he tells Scully that these people are walk-ins, which is a sort of a new age concept. Um, They're believers in soul transference, so essentially they believe that they're enlightened souls that have taken possession of people's bodies. Specifically, the original owners of the bodies were under an enormous amount of stress, so they vacated their bodies, and then the enlightened souls go in. So. All right, that's one way to get enlightenment. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like I have an incredibly stressed soul. Well, they don't know what happens to the souls, the original oh, souls. That's true. But like, who I'm, knows what happens to them? I don't need it. That's fine. I'll <laughs> okay. swap. Okay. So suddenly, Odin calls attention to the three in the back. He says something about, you know, there's three non-believers in the back, and it's, of course, the Boo crew and the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of rude to bring that yeah. up, but whatever. He really. doesn't even know them. Yeah, he doesn't know. They could believe. Anyway, I guess he could feel it. He could vibe with it. Um, so they are uh, being encouraged to stay open to the teachings of the cult. Um, but I don't know that they're going to be. No, maybe Mulder. But maybe Mulder. the other two, probably not. No. So whatever. They get kicked out of this special meeting. And then they go to uh, Gary and Co's house. Um, Gary doesn't remember what... Uh, <laughs> Gary what doesn't remember much about what happened to him. Oh, <laughs> That's what I meant hello. to say. Yeah. Um, but he does remember uh, a spirit enter him, and he thinks it might have been an animal spirit. Uh-oh. What? It was This never came en- back, did it? Enlightened opossum spirit entered <laughs> his vulnerable soul? I don't know. I guess? Yeah. I don't think that ever came up again. I never... Cause I'm not like... Because t- what did happen to the kid? They got... Yeah, I figure we'll talk about it yeah. later, but I'm not totally clear about what did happen to them. I, what Did the drugs just make him feel like an animal was entering him? I guess. That's weird. Yeah. Why give that detail? I don't know. To, I don't know, make us think that it has something to do with the cult yeah. because they're walk-ins. But do you think he had a bovine growth hormone injected into him and that's why he felt like an animal was entering his soul? Well, he already no. had it in him before. So he's always had a cow spirit. Listen. And the drugs unlocked it. Mm-hmm. Moo, moo. Moo, moo. I guess he's a walk-in too. Makes sense. Anyway, so that's what he remembers. So while Mulder is talking with Gary, Scully goes out into the hallway and looks at the photos on the wall, um, sees the uh, absent father's picture. So Hmm. where is he? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out later. Um, And then she talks to the younger brother, Stevie. Doesn't get much out of him. But while Mm -hmm. she's uh, kneeling down and talking to him, 
The creep is back. Ooh. Heavy nice. breathing. Ooh, surprise hot oh, lady. Scully. I get to see that. <laughs> Gross. He's masturbating to videos of that later tonight. Ew. And I don't like <laughs> don't him. Don't like him. Nope. Very bad man. Yeah. Uh, so the boot crew and the sheriff leave, and the sheriff gives them some kind of, you know, small town sheriff information. He says that Gary is the same age as the sheriff's son, and, you know, he drinks beer and everything like that, but otherwise he's a good kid. He's just a regular teen. He's just a regular Wisconsin teen. Yeah, he ridicules people on the <laughs> sidewalk, but that's normal for Wisconsin teens. Sure. It wouldn't we, be right if they didn't. We don't know that Gary has done that. Every teen in Wisconsin has done that. <laughs> well... But we do um, find out um, the most horrifying change that I know. This is this mm. is tough to handle. So yeah. the worst change that has happened in this in this young man mm-hmm. since vibrant uh, vi- <laughs> vibrant youth, yeah, um, since he's been kidnapped or whatever, mm. uh, he has lost interest in football. Oh. Perish the thought. Oh my god! Oh. Been like one day. <laughs> Oh, it's been, it's probably been a couple of weeks. Oh, oh, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Because they didn't come until, okay. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. So. <laughs> that is so horrible. Oh. Uh, oh. And that's what the entire episode's focused on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting his mojo back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be funny. Gary gets just, back his mojo. Just add another B-plot in there. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> Gary gets his football mojo back. That'd be kind of amazing. I mean, they might as well have put mm-hmm. that in, too. Yeah. Like yeah. in the last scene, like when they're chasing the the crew cut man or whatever, like in the background, Gary is throwing a football and like cheers. Does he hit the the, <laughs> the crew cut man with the football? Knock yeah, him out? sure. Why not? And that's why he's into football again. Why not? Amazing. <laughs> and then Mulder scared the fire. That comes back too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. Oh yeah, that's silly. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's it's bad. Anyway, <laughs> so you know what. I know we just hung out with a vegetarian cult, but that made me hungry for ribs. Let's head to the barbecue. Am <laughs> yes. I right? Clay's barbecue Let's in town. Do it. So the boot crew are munching away on some messy ribs. Mm-hmm. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> I'm very hungry. <laughs> they looked good. They did look good. So I will even admit that they looked good. Yeah. Uh, Mulder does. Ooh. lean over the table. Scully's got a little sauce on her chin. Yeah, you know as you do. Mm-hmm. You're eating ribs, they're yes. messy. But Mulder says, oh, I got you, babe. And he takes a little napkin, leans over. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even took a napkin. Was I it just think it was his thumb. <gasps> I think he just did it with his bare hands. Mulder rubbed his bare man <laughs> hand on Scully's man. lip <laughs> to get barbecue sauce off of it. And they, they linger mm-hmm. for like five whole seconds on this (laughs) there's they don't say anything but scully kind of smiles and they just they just think about that they just linger in that moment for a while so chris carter didn't (laughs) think that they were writing a romantic subplot that moment was improvised Uh by them okay chris carter did not write you bastards (laughs) decovney they improvised that and anderson causing trouble again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. good grief yes he's so mad uh, do you ever hire two actors who want to bone each other so bad mm-hmm. they ruin your oh, entire show? My God. Chris Carter's sitting behind the camera and he throws his Ugh. headphones on the ground and screams. Damn it! <laughs> they're just friends! Tears his script in half. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be impressive. It's like yeah. tearing a phone book in mm-hmm. half. He's very built. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that that was... It's not a th- quite a thing yet. 
We're not, we're not quite there yet. So they saw him rubbing barbecue sauce off of her mouth with his bare thumb and they weren't there yet? The fans? Um, well, maybe maybe this is where it began. <laughs> In earnest. I'm just saying that I wouldn't do that with a coworker or even yeah. a friend, frankly. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, you're right. So... Romance is stored in the barbecue sauce. <laughs> We've all said it. But anyway, whatever. So um, I did write, LMAO, he's making the moves, just need one motel room tonight. Am I right, ladies? In my notes <laughs> after that. So, you know. Hey, maybe there's only one motel room available in oh, this no. little dinky town. Oh, no. What are they going to do? There's only one king bed. <laughs> Anyway, so Mulder gives her more information about walk-ins. Because <laughs> they're professionals, too. Oh, you yeah. Know, they're going to make eye contact, but they're also going to talk about the case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Come on, work and lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is where he yeah talks about how if someone is losing hope or they're despairing, then they become more open and vulnerable to getting, uh, I guess, p- essentially possessed by an enlightened spirit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, apparently Abe Lincoln was a walk-in. Uh, but we get a funny little joke about how even the walk-ins don't want to take Nixon, you know? <laughs> so he was not a walk-in. <laughs> no. That's funny. Um, I also just wrote that I'm very impressed that Skelly is still wearing lipstick while eating ribs. I feel like that would be hard. That's true. Right? Or maybe that was, it was just barbecue sauce. Oh, it's all it's pure. <laughs> Her lips are just yeah. coated. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. <laughs> Skelly, what's wrong with you? So while they're discussing this, they get interrupted by teens. <gasps> Grunge, grunge teens. teens. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, one of the, what are they called? I just called them redheads in my notes. <laughs> well, it's they're not muse- museumites. Yeah. What, what are they? I mean, I guess redheads as good as any. I call them. Redheads. I call them cultists. I cultists probably better. I like redhead though. It's funny. All right, so we got a redhead. Uh, yeah, Scully. Nope. A young b- boy, mm-hmm. not young, he's a teen, yeah. uh, walking by. Not a grunge teen. Not a grunge teen. He's a, a redhead, mm-hmm. as we said. He might be wearing a plaid shirt underneath <laughs> those robes. Unclear. No way to tell. No way to tell. But he starts getting harassed by a bunch of grunge teens in a truck, mm-hmm. which is not cool. That's just, I, again, I've said it before, I've said it again. <laughs> that is just what Wisconsin is like. You have to get used to that. Uh-huh. If you're going, you will get ridiculed by grunge teens in a truck. Mm-hmm. I do have in my notes, I have a whole bullet point that says, you know, we have to pause here to <laughs> let you unload about your your trauma about teens uh, harassing you in Wisconsin. Well, I'm just saying I've been ridiculed by teens in Wisconsin and Mulder did not come to save mm-hmm. me. That's so rude of him not to show up and help you. It's fine. Anyway, go on. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're just obnoxious teenagers. I did like one of the ADR lines when they start bullying this kid is, who let you out, Veggie Burger? Which is incredibly (laughs) funny. I mean, can you imagine calling someone Veggie Burger, like, (laughs) as you're ridiculing them on the street? Oh my god, that's very funny. That is very funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Start calling people that. Yeah, you can call me that. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I've seen you eat a veggie burger on I, multiple occasions. They're tasty. They're mm. tasty as heck. Mm. Just today I had a breakfast sandwich with an Impossible Patty in it. Okay. Very good. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So, whatever. They're just obnoxious. They're pushing them around. They're being uh, mean and nasty. Uh, maybe 
more nasty than most teens usually are. Well, it's, which, uh, it's Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Also, I think teens are just like this. I know. It's supposed to be a plot point, but... Yeah, it just felt like like they weren't nasty enough yeah. for this plot to work, but whatever. Um, so Mulder comes out to save the day, and he tells them to cut it out. Um, and then they start harassing him back, uh, and they say, you know, why don't you go run off with your little wife? Because Scully's coming out of the restaurant, I would too. love to, he says. Yeah, and then they do. Yeah. <laughs> they run off together. No, but then they see that Scully has a gun. Mm. They say, what is she going to do? Shoot us? Maybe. With don't, that kind of piss attitude. piss her off. Come on. I mean. She'd be justified. She might, she might shoot some kids. I shot a kid. I shot a kid. So whatever. They have a little a little spat with mm-hmm. these obnoxious kids. Um, the leader of the pack, whose name is Rick, we find out is the sheriff's son. Interesting. Classic. Hmm. What a douchebag. So after this, you know, they disperse the redhead escapes with Mulder's help. And then the sheriff's boy drops off his girl and then he drives away to presumably drink beer in the woods. I don't know, whatever. He's just dropping off his girl at her house. So Grunge Girl sees a puppy outside, and she goes to, like, pet it or make sure it's okay or whatever. I think it's her neighbor's dog or something. Yeah, and, like, again, like, here, like, the way that she reacts to the dog is, like, like she likes this dog, and it's, like, she's being sweet to this dog. So yeah. they're trying to convince us that they're all, like, really, really awful like, she should walk by and, like, kick the dog or yeah. something. They seem like kind of nice teens, you like, know? They're just... Like, okay, they were ridiculing a kid on the street. Yeah. It's not great. They need no. to learn. Yes. But this isn't, like, it doesn't seem out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so she does get abducted. It was a trap. A trap puppy. <gasps> and then, oh boy, it's time again. We cut to the woods. The next morning, she's been stripped to her underwear. And uh, <laughs> this is actually pretty cool. I liked this scene where it's, like, I don't know. It's very overcast. There's mm-hmm. tall trees in the woods. There's a lot of crows or ravens. I'm not sure. Don't know the difference. Big big black birds cawing at her, and she's hallucinating. So things are kind of like bending and undulating, mm-hmm. sort of like Midsommar, if you've seen that, uh, to you know show hallucinogenics in her system or whatever. She starts imagining getting pecked by a giant crow, and then she like falls to the ground, and then she's covered in like evil bugs, and we see on her back. She is one. Ooh. Written in Sharpie. Oh my god, it's happened again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yikes. And actually, it seems like it's not just one. Shouldn't she be two or three? Yeah, what the heck? At this point? <laughs> That'd be kind of fun if it added up. Sure. Seems like they're, these kids are kind of getting tagged like cattle. <gasps> Branding meeting. Mm. <laughs> oh no. Uh-huh. It's happening. I literally didn't even put that together. I, I that this that. is just occurring to me yeah. now. Uh, I, it didn't occur to me either. That's clever, though. Yep. They there are essentially go. being branded. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. There you go. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> so we cut to the motor lodge. Um, Only one bed. I didn't pay attention. I didn't either. They probably had separate rooms. Boo. One hundred percent did. But boo. boo. Um, so they, uh, have heard back about the, uh, toxicology report mm-hmm. and they find out that there was an unspecified substance in the girl's blood and a dangerous quantity of, is scopo- oh boy. Scopolamine? Scopolamine? 
scopolamine. 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 That sounds right. I think right. it was scopolamine. 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 We're a hundred percent not saying that right. Ooh, uh, what's that? What's scopolamine? So it's a sedative with hallucinogenic qualities. Nice. <laughs> sounds like what we've been seeing, but also curiously, it's a controlled substance. Uh, excuse so me. Only a doctor would have access to it. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Weird. So they also do a little bit of digging on uh, Odin, and they find out that he used to be a doctor in California before he lost his license. Hey. Interesting. This is all coming together. Hmm. Do you think that maybe Odin is poisoning these kids because of the cattle something something mm-hmm. something something? Sure seems like it. Well, let's get to the Red Museum. Let's do it. The Boot Crew better interview this guy. Yes. Oof. They go... Uh, they are told by Odin when he answers the door that they cannot enter his home because they eat meat. I also have a similar uh, requirement at my home. Uh, um, I have bad news for you. What? what? Uh, I've, I actually ate meat like just before we started recording this. I had some chicken. What the hell? I had, I had some chicken. Is wrong with you? There's meat in our fridge right now. There's tofu. Also meat. <gasps> Sorry. What, what would you do this to me? Sorry. I also don't care. I was lying. I was doing a little joke. Uh, but That's Odin is funny. not joking. He's serious. This man's never joked. No, this man is not fun at parties. Let's no. just say no. that. Uh, and then as he's telling them that the boot crew cannot enter his house. <laughs> Best part. They turn around and their car is just surrounded by like mm-hmm. a couple dozen redheads mm-hmm. just staring at them. Yep. Kind of threatening. Very funny. And so they do just say, like, okay, we're arresting you. <laughs> and they just arrest Odin, which I'm like, what are they arresting? I mean, I guess that... Suspicion of kidnapping. I guess. But all they have is the fact that he was a doctor and the kids were drugged with a substance that yeah. only a doctor wasn't could get. There, wasn't there something else? Was there? Maybe. Maybe not. I thought there... Okay, now I'm not... I thought there was something else, but there maybe not. There might have been. Whatever. I, I'm not... You know... I don't do police work. I don't know. I'm ignorant here. Um, so they take him to the sheriff's station. I guess the redheads didn't give them too much trouble when they were loading him into their car. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the point of them surrounding the car was, mm-hmm. but whatever. Uh, so they take... Maybe they walked. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, so they take Odin to the sheriff's station and start interviewing him. And Odin is familiar with scopolamine. Yeah. Uh <laughs> And he's also familiar, <laughs> well, he, he responds, yeah. you know, she says, are you familiar with scopolamine? And he says, are you familiar with bovine growth hormones? Like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. whatever. And then he goes off on a PETA rant. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, he finally admits like, yes, I'm familiar with scopolamine, but I've never prescribed or administered it. And then the sheriff just starts, <laughs> just goes off the deep yeah. end and he starts shrieking. He's like, answer the question. You did something to those kids, didn't you? Ah. And he's, like, getting all up in Odin's face. And Odin's like, what the fuck is going on? Yes. So Mulder drags the sheriff out of there. And then he, like, shuts the door on him. And then immediately the door opens <laughs> back up. man's back in. I thought it was going to be the sheriff being like, and another thing. Yeah. But it turns out that there's a ruckus happening in town. Mm. So. A fracas? A, f- a fracas, you, you might, might say. say. Mm. I did note that word use because I was delighted by it. Fracas. Yeah. Fracas. Anyway, there's a problem. Let's go check it out. So there's a bunch of redheads, including a 2020 woman. Uh, They're preaching in front of a store. 
Um, and there's a, a pissed off crowd surrounding them. I think it's even, it's the barbecue joint again, right? Is it? So it's like they're getting free publicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's mad and kind of yelling at them. And then uh, T- Rick shows up again in his truck. <sighs> his and he just has friends. a bucket of blood for some reason. He's a creep. Um, but he just dumps it all over them, Carrie style. Not not cool. Kind of rude. Yeah. Um, and then the sheriff hauls him away and get out of here. Go on, get son, you piece of shit. Go on, get. <laughs> meanwhile. 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 Uh, Scully is making eyes at an old man in a truck. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she looks at this old, uh, just old man uh, mm-hmm. in a red pickup truck and she says, this guy knows what's going on. He does, too. <laughs> he does. He gives her a little look, and he's like, I want to show you something. So they just get in the car with a random stranger they and sure drive do. away. I guess they both have guns, so they don't have to worry too much. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it's just it is funny. a weird thing to do. Well, road trip time. Let's go to the farm. This old, old man shows uh, the Boo Crew some pasture land. I feel like he didn't have to drive them all this way out here just to tell I them know. this, but I appreciate his sense of drama. This could be an email. It could have been, but, you know, they got to see some cows. That was fun. Uh, so he shows them this pasture land, and he gives them all of this history lesson about how his granddad bought it, and his dad worked the land, too, and he worked it until he eventually had to sell because the business has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, back in my day, you could get by with 50 head of cattle. These days, you need 500. You can't Ooh. even turn them out to pasture. You gotta grain feed them in stocks. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. It's, uh, everybody got evil and competitive. Mm-hmm. I just I can't keep up anymore. They've, uh, they're injecting them with bovine growth hormone as well to get more milk and, and meat from the bones. Meat. And it's just not something a, a small businessman such as myself can keep up with. Mm-hmm. Poor little farmer. He... Also notes that along with the business changing, the people around here have also changed. Mm. Uh, it seems in the past couple of years, people have gotten mean mm. and aggressive. There's There were seven rapes like uh, by teenagers last year, so that's Yikes. not good. Yikes. Um, it just seems like... You know, we got we got big city problems in this tiny little burg. Yeah, what the heck? What the heck? That ain't right. No. And uh, the old man thinks that the cause of all this uh, behavioral changes is coming from the growth hormone and people eating the meat from the cows. But that's been approved by the FDA. They mm-hmm. said it was safe. I don't understand. <laughs> the FDA. <laughs> Give me a break. The government? Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, I mock, but this guy's got a point. Well. <laughs> He's on something. He's I'm... unimpressed by... The government probably isn't injecting alien DNA into cows, mm-hmm. though. <laughs> okay. It sounded pretty confident. <laughs> okay, okay. Why do you think I don't eat meat? Well. Well. Think about it. All right. Why all do you right. think I'm so sickly? I don't have the alien DNA that everyone else does. I guess. Cough, cough. Wouldn't I be more sickly if... I was eating the alien DNA. No, does it make them never get sick? Oh, you're right. Well, they got sick at the end. That's because they stopped getting it. Yeah, I guess. You need that alien DNA to keep you healthy. Would you get an injection of alien DNA if it meant you never got sick? Like, ever? Ever. What are the side effects? Then they get really mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably take it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I can be mean. I don't know. That's fair. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. 
Um, and this is shocking. We see that one of the guys who is injecting one of the cows with the bovine growth hormone, he's got glasses and he's breathing heavily <gasps> and he really looks like someone who would stare through a peephole in a in an apartment oh building. Oh my god. It's our creeper. It is. Hey. And I did feel very offended because when this guy showed up, uh, Amanda did say to me, you could be this guy. I'm just so <laughs> a little offended. No, you would be the guy who didn't trust the government and showed them okay. the cows. Thank you. That's who I meant. Okay. Although I will say that GERD, <laughs> I think, th- okay, I've said it before. I mm-hmm. have compared people to uh, members of Glass Animals before, but I think <laughs> this guy actually looks like the guy from Glass Animals, but aged. Yeah. You gotta check this out. Like the lead singer of Glass Animals? Yeah. How do I search a GERD X-Files? Well, I can can picture him. I don't know if I can picture the Glass Animals guy. Okay. Oh. Right? Oh. Right? Oh. Right? (gasps) (laughs) Right? Oh my god. (laughs) Right? Holy. Look at Look at (laughs) him. It's the same guy. It's the same man. (laughs) This is the lead singer of Glass Animals. Okay, that's scary. <laughs> that that legitimately looks like the yeah. same guy. So I know I I made a fool of myself, like the you know boy who cried wolf, because I think I compared an earlier X Files character who did not look like anyone yeah. in Glass Animals to a person in Glass Animals, but Gerd, I'm telling you. No, that's really scary. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Alien clone. Oh my why is there, god. That's why their music is so weird because it's alien music. Holy sh. Shit. This is all checking out. Love Glass Animals come on the podcast. Yeah, come on. You know you don't have anything else going on, right? They were on, they've been on podcasts. They were on, for example, um Song Exploder, which I think we're on about the same level as, right? Mm-hmm. They're probably right? on podcasts about, you know, music. We have music. Okay. <laughs> all right. I've heard music before, so I haven't. Well <laughs> Well shit. Uh, shit. Alright. Okay. Anyway. So we cut to the most <laughs> inexplicable scene in this whole episode. How did this happen? So we just cut to just like an old math teacher and a boy wizard flying a plane. <laughs> they're just like clutching a briefcase. What was this scene? It's just suddenly a small plane crash between characters mm-hmm. we've never met. Mm-hmm. They were introduced <laughs> just to immediately die in an explosive yep. crash. Yes. What? Yes. They couldn't think of any other way for us to get this plot point across? I don't know. It was very strange. Oh, my God. Um, I thought the pilot looked like uh, Colin Morgan, which is why oh, I called him a gotcha. boy wizard. That's funny. So. I can see that. Yeah. But, so they just cra- crash a plane. Why did they crash? I, they were losing fuel pressure. Is it, was it nef- nefarious or did they just crash? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Do you think the uh, crew cut man. Oh, sabotage. Sabotaged it to kill them as cleanup. But they mm. just revealed to the FBI rather yeah. than hiding it. It could have been him. Mm. I don't know. Well, whatever. The uh, dead math teacher in the plane is actually the town doctor. Um, and the sheriff tells the boot crew, you know, this, this doctor is a pillar of the community. He, in fact, delivered the sheriff's kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they look at the suitcase that he was clutching during that 
you know, <laughs> chest pounding scene of the plane <laughs> crash. They see that it's full of cash and also a weird vial of drugs, potentially. So hmm. sort interesting. Um, but this was one of the last country doctors. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be doing anything nefarious, mm-hmm. like moving drugs across state lines. He cares about those kids. He cares about doing alien experiments <gasps> on them. Blah, blah, blah. So we go back to the motor lodge. Um, we have to pause because we have meme drop. Meme drop. Meme drop. Meme drop. Meme drop. Uh, if you spend any time on the internet, you've seen the screen cap of Mulder opening a door saying, Scully, you're not going to believe this. It's pretty Classic. funny. Classic. Classic. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's all there is to say about it. But it's pretty good. But it's pretty good. I've seen it before. We've all seen it. Uh, whatever. So they did some uh, investigation about Dr. Larson, the last of the country doctors, and they find out that all of the kids who have been uh, kidnapped were all treated by the same doctor. That's fine, right? Uh, That's normal. Sure. He was their doctor for, like, all of their childhoods, and he has been treating them recently for something. I'm sure that's fine. Yeah. Nothing weird going on there. Nothing nothing weird. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he also did have a list of credit card numbers that belonged to people in all of the victims' families, but that's fine, right? Yeah. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mulder suggests that it was perhaps for tracking the families, but that's fine. Sure. That's what doctors do. They have to mm-hmm. track your mm-hmm. spending mm-hmm. habits mm-hmm. to make sure you're not buying sweets mm-hmm. and candies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. That's what my doctor does. Wasn't that just he was getting paid by them? Why would the families be paying him? Like, I assume, like, well, they were paying him to inject inject them with vitamins or whatever, so just paying him, like, a doctor's fee. Oh, maybe. Right? I get. Then why why did he have that in his suitcase that he was taking across state lines? Was it in the suitcase? I think so. Oh. I thought it was. Well, oh, maybe well, that's not. weird. Okay. Well, there's a lot going on in this episode, <laughs> and it doesn't all make sense, so you see our confusion here. It doesn't really matter. Whatever. Okay. Um, the... The basic point of the credit card is later that is how they know which kids to round up to protect because yep. they know that those are the ones who are part of this experiment. Anyway, so that's the real story reason why he has a list of credit cards. So while they're investigating, we cut again and we're back with the two guys that were injecting the cows, the creep and the other guy. So That's what I called them. <laughs> the creep and the other guy <laughs> in my notes. Um, so the creep drives home. He's like, hey, I'll see you in the morning after I go kidnap some more kids. See you later. Hey, you know, it's a living. Uh-huh. Um, and the second injector guy is, uh, just packing up or whatever. When this third man drives up in his little rinky-dink sedan. Mm, that doesn't look like a country car. Oh. And he gets out and he shoots this guy and then just drives away. That's pretty rude. You can't do that. That's pretty rude. You can't drive up to someone who's injecting cows with bovine growth (laughs) hormone and shoot them in the face. No. Unless. Unless what? You're trying to hide what they're injecting the cows with. Then it's fine. Then it's fine. Morally. Then it's legal. Yep. Huh. Okay. Do we recognize this guy at all? Um, I have, as a bullet point, uh, Ella knows that face, but Amanda sure doesn't. That's classic. So You could just write that as a bullet point under every episode. Uh, the Boo Crew returned to the apartment of the original guy that was abducted that we saw at the beginning, Kane. 
uh, Gary Kane. And the mom is there. Gary is not. But luckily, the boot crew wanted to talk to the mom. They didn't want to talk to the mm-hmm. son, you know? They got they got mom questions. Oh, yeah. So they sit down with her, and she reveals that Gary has <laughs> never been sick in his entire life. And that's not suspicious to her at all, apparently. Nope. Okay. Well, he's been getting vitamins. Oh, that's so. true. So this doctor that crashed in the plane crash has been giving him vitamin shots this entire time while he was growing up. Uh, and I wrote, after the events of this episode, all of these characters are 100% going to be anti-vax forever, right? And it's like, you can't even blame them. <laughs> these particular people, I yeah. guess you can't blame Right? They were like, oh, one time the government did secretly inject me with yeah. alien DNA. Oof, our bad. Like, sorry, but we swear, fingers crossed, yeah. this one's good. Yeah. So I was like, ugh, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the layers of pain that this <sighs> oh, yeah. testing is causing. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, this is hurting them, and then in 20 years, it's going to cause a super spreader event mm-hmm. in Delta Glen, Wisconsin. Yep. Anyway, so that was going on, and um, they're like, didn't you think that was kind of weird? Didn't you ever want to visit <laughs> another doctor? And um, the mom says, well, Jay, my husband, wanted to take uh, Gary to another doctor, but then he had an accident at the packing plant. Hmm. So my question is, was that really an accident? Or are they were they implying that they killed him? On my second watch, I was assuming that they were implying that they killed the dad to keep the son going to the same doctor, but that's it seems so, like overkill. That's so convoluted yeah. to do. And Why then, couldn't you just like mess with their insurance so they were like getting yeah. denied everywhere else or something? Yeah. What are you talking about? That seems you murder over a the man. top. <laughs> And that hasn't happened before? Like, other parents mm-hmm. haven't wanted to take their kids to different doctors? Did they get murdered, too? I don't know. Absurd. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, strange. Yeah. So, they're unloading that, and then Mulder notices, he kind of glances in the bathroom, and then he notices there's, like, a pinprick light coming out of the uh, bathroom mirror. So, that's kind of weird. He's like, hey, what's this? And they say... Uh, this family of uh, very unobservant people. What? I don't know. I've never seen that before. I can't blame them too much. I probably also would not ever notice that. Would you notice heavy breathing? I'd like to say yes, but I can't say for sure. I don't think I would. I'm not very observant. Yeah. There could be someone living in our walls, frankly. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. Hmm. Anyway. So Mulder does bash the mirror in to see what's behind it. He could just take the mirror off the wall. Seven years bad luck. <laughs> Classic mistake. Uh, and it is just a tiny little evil room with a video camera set up pointing through the pinhole into their bathroom Ew. and a bunch of tapes. Ew! Hey! Ew! I don't like that at all. Ew! Unpleasant. Don't like that. Watching small children in the bathroom... Gerd? Gross. What the fuck? No thanks. In the woods. The sheriff's kid is drinking beer in his truck while listening to hard rock music. Sounds like a great evening. At night. Not alone. Well, sorry, not alone. They're alone. Okay. The two of them. Um, This does feel like 
what you do in rural Wisconsin also, I will say. This feels true to life. Yeah. I don't know what else you do. Why not? <laughs> so the other kid who is there with the sheriff's kid leaves to, uh, what does he call it? Drain the lizard. Thank you. <laughs> um, great. Love it. Uh, meanwhile, you know, you would think that the kid who goes off alone in the woods would be the mm-hmm. one in danger, but actually the sheriff's kid who stayed in the truck does get abducted. Switcheroo. Hmm. Interesting. Is that a hint that this episode will be a bit of a switcheroo? Hmm. hmm. Could be. It's not. <laughs> uh, so he got, he gets teen napped. Um, but this time when he's found in the woods the next morning, he's not alive and scared. What is he? <gasps> Speak boy. Midnight. He's dead. <laughs> It's like you're trying to keep the truth from him. <laughs> yeah. You can't know. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, so, yeah, that's awkward. The sheriff's kid is dead. He does have he is one written on his back, so it seems like it is the same kind of situation, but this time, you know, it's the stakes have been upped because now he has been murdered mm-hmm. instead of just teen-napped. I think he was shot in the head, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Almost like, uh, who else have we seen shoot someone in the head in this episode? Well, uh, right after this, we kind of cut away, and then we have the same man from earlier walking out of the woods with a gun. He just dumps it in his trunk, drives away. That's not suspicious, what right? What is going on with this guy? He seems like a real dick. He does. He keeps murdering people, which I don't like. Not cool. Oh, I was going to say, so the the... Boo crew is kind of driving. Um, they figured out who uh, was making all those tapes, so they have identified the creep. Mm-hmm. His name is Gerd Thomas. Uh, he used to run a daycare center in this apartment building Yikes. before. Ew, Yikes. Ew, Yikes. Ew, Yikes. ew, 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 um, So they need to uh, arrest him and, uh, well, maybe not arrest him, but interrogate him. Yeah. Um, or just arrest him because he's a creep. There's a lot going on, as you've said, that we need to fix um, about this man. But while they're on their way to uh, doing that, they pass the guy we've been seeing, and Scully sees him, and she whips around, and she's like, "I know that face," but she can't remember where she's seen him before. But she knows that she's seen him. I feel like he was in a previous hmm. season of my life. Hmm. <laughs> And did she perhaps see him a little bit when she was abducted? It's possible. Maybe. He was probably there. He seems like a creep. Yeah, probably. Ugh. Speaking of creeps. Let's arrive at the interview scene with Gerd Thomas. Uh, Mulder doesn't seem to be a fan of this guy. He's like, hey, got a lot of videos with little boys, you creep. And Gerd's like, yeah, I kidnapped some kids. That's fine. Whatever. But I didn't kill anyone. Yeah, so it's totally... Just some kidnapping. And yeah. none of the kids in this context with the, you know, Sharpie on their back and everything were sexually assaulted that we know of, mm-hmm. apparently. So that's good, at least, I guess. Which, what was he... I don't understand doing? what he was doing with them. He just takes them into the woods, drugs them, writes that on their back, and then just lets them go? I guess. What was the point of that? Is he trying to draw attention to the experiments, but in the most weird the way possible? The weirdest possible way. I don't know. I guess. This is kind of all falling apart, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think about it too hard. Um, so he, yeah, he claims he loves all of the kids, but they had become monsters because of the tests that the doctor who died in the plane crash was doing on them. Hmm. Uh, and while Gerd is talking to Mulder, Skelly suddenly realizes in flashback, 
like she's a brainwave flashback uh where she knows the crew cut man from she remembers deep throat being shot <gasps> by this man oh my god excuse me this douchebag's back he's back i hate him oh he killed my lover yeah deep throat yeah <laughs> disgusting Mulder's father figure <gasps> since scoopville's He's As we've discussed out of the picture. <laughs> you can't take pictures because he's underwater and it'll short out the camera. Mm-hmm. It's tough. So she kind of leaves the room, I think, at this point. She, like, rushes out of the room. Yes. Um, Mulder is getting more information about these tests that Gerd is talking about. Uh, apparently the doctor used the kids as guinea pigs. And they also... Uh, the doctor, for some reason, was involved in paying Gerd to inject the cattle with some mysterious substance. Mm-hmm. That Gerd did not know what it was. Uh, but he, do- the doctor wasn't involved in the kidnapping? I don't know. What's no. going on? Okay. He was not. Okay. It was just Gerd. So why was Gerd? Whatever. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Skelly returns. She's got the toxicology report. And, oh boy... This is the moment that it all comes crashing down. <gasps> this isn't a monster of the week because what? guess what was in this toxicology report? What's in it? Purity control. <gasps> wow, 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 wow. Sorry, like I get a in <laughs> the Erlenmeyer flask? Purity control, oh, control, God. control, control. <laughs> uh, excuse me? So they've been injecting these kids and these cows with alien DNA? What the fuck? Excuse me? That ain't right. No. So they discuss that, and then Scully tells Mulder where she recognized the uh, crew cut man from, and he says, We gotta find him, Scully. I wanna take him alive. I'm gonna torture this man. (laughs) Just like that. Basically. Um, He's not gonna get him alive. No. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. It's season two. Yeah. (laughs) So they think that uh, this man is in the area because he's covering their tracks. He's trying to kill everyone who knows anything. Mm -hmm. So that's not good. Well, who is at the most risk of being killed by this guy? It's all of the family members and the kids who have been injected with these uh, mysterious purity control drugs. Mm-hmm. So you know what that means. Let's use our handy dandy credit card list and let's round up all of these kids and their families and let's take them to the one place where they're going to be safe. Yeah. The Red Museum. Oh, yeah. A Catch those kids. Catch those kids. Uh, so the Odin guy does agree to help them out by letting all of the kids stay in the ranch, even though they eat meat. Something, something community coming together in the face of a greater evil, something, something, putting aside your differences. (laughs) Something, something. Something, something. Uh, but where's Mulder? Because Scully's is at the ranch. Hmm. The sheriff is at the ranch. Hmm. All of the kids and their families are at the ranch. Hmm. The redheads are at the ranch. Mulder? Not at the ranch. Where is he? Why would he go off on his own? He would have died if he... has got shit to do. You've got to talk to your partner. Yeah. You know, it's a respect thing. Mm -hmm. Scully deserved to know where he was going. I guess. Whatever. He went to the uh, beef plant. Beef plant. Beef plant. So Mulder rushes alone to the packing plant. He goes inside. There's gasoline all over the floor. Uh Uh-oh. So he thinks 
Somebody's trying to burn this place down. Get rid of the evidence. Oh, my God. Not fire. Oh, no. But Mulder's going to be so scared. How no. is he overcoming his fear to no. continue on? I think by this point, he's gotten enough exposure therapy that it's just not an issue anymore. <laughs> From all of his evidence burning all the time? Okay, that makes sense. So Mulder uh, chases the crew cut man through the packing plant. Um, he gets, like, kicked in the head once. That sucks. Ouch. Ouch. Um, so there, there's a high-speed pursuit. Uh, Mulder gets locked in a room. Uh, crew cut man is on the other side. So he's about to get away. But, oh, oh, Scully and the sheriff and a couple other people show up. So everything's good. Cavalry. They're going to... Cavalry's arrived. They're going to arrest him. They're going to interrogate him. They're going to find out the truth. It's totally great. Perfect. Well, but how does that go? The sheriff does shoot him many, many times in yeah. the head, so, which is just desserts. But yeah. now they aren't going to find out what he knows. No. Yeah. It is payback for the whole shooting the kid in the head thing. Mm-hmm. And the crew cut man was about to drop the lighter and the gasoline. Yes. But it doesn't help Scully and Mulder. Nope. Nope. So another dead end. Classic. Classic X-Files. We get some Scully voiceover, uh, which I think was the first time in a while. I feel like we haven't had one of her reports in a, a bit. Um, and we learn that they have not been able to determine the crew cut man's identity. They do know that he's a dick, though. That's <laughs> what she says in her report. <laughs> mm-hmm. They say the only identity that we can confirm for the crew cut man is his dickhood. Yes, yes. Uh, but the inoculants that the kids had did not appear to have any biological origin. So that's kind of, you know, again, it's purity control. It's aliens. Mm-hmm. It's pretty spooky. Uh, and they, the, like, samples that they had had broken down at this point, so they also couldn't do that many tests on them. Convenient. Yeah. Interesting. But all of these kids who had been getting these quote-unquote vitamin shots from this evil doctor uh, suddenly have a weird evil alien flu because they haven't been able to get the shots since then. Uh-oh. So that's weird. Hopefully they get over that, I guess. Um, and the members of the Red Museum do not have any symptoms. Scully theorizes that whoever was running this alien DNA test in Delta Glen was using them as kind of a sort of a natural control group because they're Mm -hmm. like easy to keep separate from the other people. Yep. Uh, That's fucked up. So I guess if you don't have evil alien DNA injections, you don't eat meat and you join a cult. And if you do, you eat meat and ridicule people in public. Yes. We don't get sick. It would have been funny if the members of the Red Museum were, like had the sniffles the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whatever. And the most sad um, consequence of this barbecue place gets shut down. <sighs> Where else are you going to get delicious ribs? Literally any barbecue place <laughs> elsewhere in the U.S. Well, where are the inhabitants of Delta Glen going to get? They're going to have to move to the city. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, Ugh. it sucks. All right. And then I think the last shot is the old man who showed the boot crew the pasture, like, mm-hmm. driving off mysteriously, right? Mm-hmm. So is he in the know? Is that why he was telling them everything? I think he's just pleased that the barbecue place is shut down because he knows that that it's bad. Okay, I was hoping he would, like, used, <laughs> Winks to, at the camera. used to be a deep throat, but he retired. Oh. I mean, maybe. Who's to say? Probably you. You've seen it before. 
Sheen. So what was he doing with the kids? That's a really good question. Gerd? Yes. Yeah. So he's definitely, like, supposed to be a pedophile, right? Yeah. But he's not sexually assaulting them. No. It it seems to me like he just kidnapped them, wrote that on their back, and then just let let them go. And that was it. What was the point? Why? What was was his motivation? I don't know. What was anyone's motivation? I don't know. What was happening? (laughs) There were so many plot points. Why was the Red Museum part of this? There was a lot going on. All right. Gary never got his football mojo back. Yeah, the hanging plot thread that is going to be, yeah, like choking me the rest of the season because I keep getting caught on it. I'm so mad. Is what's Gary doing? They better have a scene in like a couple of seasons where, you know, Mm -hmm. Mulder and Scully are at a diner or whatever and there's just like sports TV on in the background. They're not paying attention to it, but it says like... Gary Kane has just been drafted onto the Baltimore team to play the game real good. The game. Because he got his mojo back a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. And we're so proud of him. Maybe he needs uh, Ted Lasso to help him get his mojo back. Yeah. Can we have a little crossover? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Into it. Well, speaking of crossovers, would you like to cross over into the crossover? Who is the crew on this one? Well, Let me know. it's a bigger crew than normal this time. <gasps> Ooh, why's that? <laughs> because, so I didn't know any of this, but I've, we're, we're going to learn together. <gasps> Yay, okay. So this episode is apparently initially intended to be a crossover <laughs> with <laughs> another show. Ted that Lasso? I'm, not Ted Lasso, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I would watch that. Like. Um, no, the, with a CBS show that I've never heard of called Picket Fences. Oh. Have you ever heard of this show? No. Not so, even a little bit. It is a show. It was on air from 1992 to 1996. It was created by David E. Kelly, who's the guy that did created House, uh, Doogie Hauser, Chicago Hope, Big Little Lies, Alan McBeal, like every show okay. ever made. So he's made a lot of shows. He's made a lot of shows. Okay. So created by this guy. Um, so the sh- Picket Fences is about a small town in Rome, Wisconsin, um, and it's apparently trying to be like Twin Peaks and Northern Exposure. How did that work? Well, it was on air for three seasons, but it always struggled with ratings because it was in the Friday night death slot. Needed some Friday night nerds to watch it. It did. So it, uh, I assume, got canceled. So they were going to do a crossover? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So David E. Kelly and Chris Carter were just chatting in a parking lot about their shows. Mm-hmm. As they do. And, as they do. And they were like, wouldn't it be funny if our shows had a crossover? <laughs> what if Mulder and Scully came to Rome, Wisconsin? That would be pretty fun. So, okay, good point. So they just decided this, and like everybody was on board, so they uh, like they wrote the episodes. There was going to be one episode on each of the shows. Oh, okay. One, yeah. So not just like a pure crossover, but like... Yeah. There's going to be one yeah. X-Files episode with picket fences characters and then one picket fence episode with x-files characters in it so it's kind of fun yeah so they like wrote the episodes and the producers on both shows like spent a lot of time uh, coordinating everybody's schedules and like they were all everybody was into it um and then apparently somebody realized oh nobody told cbs about this so they asked cbs and cbs is like 
No. <laughs> just veto it. Rude. Why did they care? I know, right? Just let them have it. They I were excited know. about it. I know. So it, it didn't happen. Wow. Now I feel kind of betrayed. I know. Although would it have still been like an alien mythology, but just the people in Picket Fences just wouldn't understand the ramifications? Yeah, I guess. That there were aliens in their show? I guess. That's kind of cool. So, um... As we've seen, all mentions of Picket Fences were scrubbed from this episode of The X-Files, but if you watch the Picket Fences episode, there actually are still, like, a lot of references to The X-Files. I tried to find it. I was trying to see if it was streaming anywhere, because I wanted to watch it, but I couldn't find it. Mm, Has someone uploaded just The X-Files stuff to YouTube? Probably. Hmm. I didn't didn't look hard enough. That was kind of fun. But, yeah, the, like, the description for the Picket Fences episode is, like, the, the residents of Rome, Wisconsin, investigate strange um, alien uh, abductions related to cow injections. I don't remember oh, what it was. It was something like that. So, okay. And two FBI agents come, and they like, just look like cheap versions of Mulder and Scully. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So I kind of wanted to watch it, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, I'm intrigued. But, yeah, so that never happened. Hmm. Well, strange. Could have been. Also, when I was reading the Wikipedia... Uh, page for Picket Fences, um, there was this quote, uh, the show dealt with unusual topics for the primetime television, um, such as family, relationships, and careers. What? Excuse me? What? Are those not what? the main things that primetime television deals what with? What else would a show be about? Wait, family? Family, where'd it go? Family, relationships, and careers. That's like, the only... that's like almost everything that a show could be about. <laughs> Uh, huh. Relationships really is a struggle for me because I feel like, yeah, literally every show is pretty much exclusively about relationships of some sort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's, you know, once we see Picket Fences, we'll truly understand. We'll be yeah. like, no other show is about family yeah. the way Picket Fences is. Not like Picket Fences. Fuck. Yeah. I, I have a family, like in Picket Fences. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe someday I'll watch the show. Yeah. But it... From, I guess I haven't seen it, but from what I was reading, it just sounds like it was trying to be Twin Peaks and failed. You could just watch Twin Peaks? Not everyone can be Twin Peaks. If you don't have David Lynch on board... My man. Just because you have another David on board doesn't mean it's... No. Come on. Moving on. So, Glenn Morgan, uh, famed writer of The X-Files. I've heard of him and I love him. Uh, So he did dislike this episode. Um, He thought that... Uh, the, his main beef <laughs> was that he thought the death of the crew cut man was very rushed and very throwaway. He mm. thought that the episode should have just been focused on his return mm-hmm. and like Mulder getting back at him. Mm-hmm. Hey, that would have made sense. Yeah, I didn't really believe he, he killed Deep Throat. My dad. Yeah, Deep Throat? I know. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of the emotional effects. I mean, I know no. Mulder rushing off to deal with him was supposed to be that, but like mm-hmm. he never talked about it with anyone. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really get a lot. So, he would have preferred that it was just focused on Did that. Did he write this episode? No. Oh. Chris Carter wrote this episode. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then James Wong said about this episode, and I quote, I think that was one of the most confusing episodes I've seen. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's not just me. There is so much going on. There's a lot going on. Okay. Huh. Thanks, Chris. Um, and then, oh, I guess I did already mention this, but 
crucially, the barbecue sauce moment was improvised. So. That's key. That's how you know it's they're good important. actors, you know? Very they understand important. their characters better than Chris Carter does. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, should we move on? We have a short... What the X? <gasps> what the X? Was What's that going on? Every time I forget I how to say that. Uncle- we still have what to make the actual, X. like, you know, whatever you call them. Not needle drops. Uh, not sting. Kind of stings. Stings? But... What is segment songs? Segment songs. We gotta make segment songs. <laughs> but anyway, what the X? What the X? So the walk-ins. Um, so this is a real thing, uh, a real new age concept, and it's pretty much just exactly how Mulder described it in the episode. Basically, just enlightened spirits who have taken possession of bodies of people who have lost hope and want to leave their life. Mm. So that's a, a real thing. Okay. Or I don't know. If, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. A thing in our world that people talk about. Yes. Correct. And walk-ins are a big part of the Dark Tower series. Just dropping that in there. You know, I read the first one. Bing. And I didn't feel compelled. That's, you know, you don't have to. It was just badly written. Did they get better? Uh, a lot of people don't like the first book. Okay. So. There were some brutal descriptions of women. Yeah. Yep. It's true. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. All right. Well. Well. Shall we move on to uh, a little bit of fashion in my yeah. life? Yeah. A little bit of thread count? Yeah. On my wife. A little bit of <laughs> clothing in the sun. Yep. A little bit of d- costumes all night long. Yep. It's Blazer Watch, everybody. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the fashion in this. Let's do it. There's um, a lot of fashion. There's quite a bit, actually. Uh, I liked the the mom of the Kane family. So Gary Kane was the football boy who didn't get his mojo back. He lived <laughs> in the apartment uh, and had the creepy man behind their mirror. And their dad got maybe murdered because he wanted to take them to a different <laughs> doctor. You know, that family. <laughs> and there was a little boy who didn't really do much. Yep. Uh, anyway, the mom of that family. I liked yes. her outfit at um, one point. I think at the beginning. She's got, like, I don't know, it's just, like, a blouse tucked into high-waisted pants, but mm-hmm. it looks nice. There you go. We've got the 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 red dead head garb, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. which we've discussed. Um, it's not a good look, but it is a look. It seems impractical for Wisconsin. Like, I could see that in California, but I feel like it would it would be cold in Very the winter. Very cold. You know? Just too, like, it's all too that flowy. wind is going to get, oh, my yeah. God too flowy it's like not great if it's raining it's i don't know didn't seem great to me and even if it's like hot then i feel like the the head wrap was very big and elaborate so that would probably keep you overheated even if the outfit cooled you Mm -hmm. i don't know i wasn't totally convinced no of course we have grunge teens grunge teens grunge Uh, teens denim jackets black lipstick uh just great clothes all around Plaid? Mm-hmm. Pla- plaid. Lots of plaid. Leather jackets? Mm-hmm. Long hair? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to dress like them. Always. Yes. Very glad for the return of Grunge Teens. Grunge Teens, we love you. Come on the show. Come on the show. <laughs> I wrote that the guy who shows the Boo Crew the ranch and everything and talks to them about the bovine growth hormones uh, just had your soul 
I feel like he could be this man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he could be the enlightened spirit that oh, entered yeah. your body. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He was just like, he had like a craggly face. Mm-hmm. He was balding. Mm-hmm. He had a shitty red truck. Yes. He had a plaid shirt. Yes. He was, you know, uh, complaining. I love good it. Naturedly I love about it. About the changing times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, maybe one day. You could become this man. I could. I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I have written down, does being naked with he is the one written on your back count as fashion? Yeah. Okay. I would say so. That could be a good Halloween a costume. <laughs> hey, remember season two, episode ten of the X-Files? Uh, everybody remembers season two, episode ten of the X-Files. We're at the museum, right? I don't know. That was the most confusing episode I ever saw. <laughs> Amazing. And then it turns out you're talking to James Wong. <gasps> hey, James. Jimmy, my boy. Jimmy. <laughs> um, the Boo Crew has their classic uh, overcoats, so mm-hmm. they're looking good on, you know, the foggy moors. They're always looking good. Hell yeah, they Listen. are. <laughs> good looking pair, huh? Um, that's all I got. That's all I've got. All right. Well, that's a close to this week's Blazer Watch, but... It's not a close to this week's segments because mm-hmm. we've got FBI do coming up. Okay. That's where we talk about the burgeoning will they won't they romantic relationship mm. between the two leads of this program. And boy howdy. We've got the same thing we've already talked about to talk about later. Yeah, I guess we did it. We did already, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. Um but before we get to that, the uh, way that we do this segment is we rate the development of their relationship on a scale with the doomsday clock. So 10 minutes to midnight on mm-hmm. that doomsday clock is as far away from romance as you could get. Mm-hmm. Zero minutes to midnight on that doomsday clock. Doom has clocked. And it's <laughs> yes. time. Oof, romantic explosions. Oh, yeah. So to give us an idea of what that means, uh, do you have an example of a 10 minutes to midnight couple in this episode? Oh, boy. I said the Church of the Red Museum and the Townies. It's a real yeah, stretch. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, Gerd and everyone else. I was just going to say, my hope is for Gerd and humanity. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's ten. Zero minutes to midnight, uh, Gerd and no one. <laughs> and nobody. It's the worst man. Gerd and glasses. Yeah. Because he's wearing them. That's so true. Um... The redheads and having blood flung upon them. I didn't think they liked it very much. No, but it did happen. That's true. That's a good point. I guess, like, very literally, the sheriff's kid and his girlfriend. Yeah, but but come on. Come on. Come on. They're grunge teens. (laughs) Me and grunge teens? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Us and grunge teens. No, that's okay. But yes. Yep. Um, Skelly and Ribs. Oh, yeah. Ella and Ribs. Ellen ribs. All right. Well, so how about the Boo Crew? So the barbecue sauce incident of 1994 did happen. Yes. 1990, 1994. Yep. Um, I'm still uh, seven, eight. They don't do anything else. Yeah. Particularly. Um. Yeah, like an eight. Yeah. Although. Ooh. And those those two notches are being carried exclusively by the barbecue sauce <laughs> yes. and nothing else in the episode. Yes, 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 so. yes. 
I mean, yeah. that's fine. They don't have to be, you yeah. know, passionately French kissing in every single episode. It'd be you weird know? if they were. It'd be a different show. Sometimes they can just coexist. I like that. So. So I'm not trying to push them into anything. Sometimes they can just investigate together. If they're not uh, passionately French kissing in every episode, I don't want to watch this show. They haven't had a chance. I don't like conflict. To be together. And I don't like plot. I only like smooching. Uh, but I'm still going to watch mainstream television I was and complain ju- I about was it. just going to say, nope. there are nope. some things that nope. you can watch nope. that will provide what you I want to watch mainstream for. television and I want to complain that it's not, I guess, just pornography. Okay. And mad about it. Okay. And that's okay <laughs> that I'm like this, right? That's okay. You know, if you're only making yourself miserable, <laughs> why not? That's right. All right. So not a lot of FBI do this episode, but mm-hmm. again, I'm sure we'll get more into that in subsequent seasons when mm-hmm. they've had more time for their will they to won't. There won't they to will they. Yeah, thank you. There yep. won't they to will. <laughs> All right. Uh, now is our final segment, I suppose. Unless you count the final rating as a segment, too. I, don't I know. guess it's sort of all one. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about our favorite scene or moment from this episode. Did you have a, a standout moment? Uh, <laughs> can I say the barbecue sauce moment? Sure. Barbecue sauce. Nice. Um, I said when the girl wakes up in the woods and she's hallucinating. Because that was spooky. Yeah. But I was really picking for uh, any any ounce of fool's gold. It was prime vibes. Just yeah. like prime atmosphere. Yeah. So. I mean, well, okay, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> our next segment is where we actually rate the episode as a whole. And we rate it on a scale of five alien head emojis. So it's, you know, however many we think it deserves out of five. Um, let's talk about... Yeah, the totality of this episode. What did you think about the whole thing? Um, I vibes, mean, I, you say? The vibes, yes. I mean, I think we kind of touched on it. Um, it was, like, enjoyable enough. <laughs> I had a fun time watching it, but uh, there was there was sure a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, a little too much going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the return of the man who killed Deep Throat was a little underwhelming. Yes. Um, <gasps> wait. We have to go back. My favorite scene is obviously the plane crash. Oh. <laughs> Love the plane crash. Out of nowhere, for no reason. Love the plane crash. Why did we get that? What was the point of... I mean, I know what the point was, but was there really not a better way to get that across? I feel like, yeah, we didn't have to... Whatever. Bad. But it was the best scene of the episode. So. It sure, you know, oh, we're losing oil pressure. Oh, we're going. No. We're too far from the airport. Oh, crash. Oh, no. They paid for some sort of effect to make it look like the plane exploded, too. Yeah. Embarrassing. Yeah, so that happened. (laughs) Um, The cult happened. Didn't do too much with them. Mm -hmm. Um, There were alien experiments uh, and a creepy serial killer stalker guy. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot happening. Yeah, there were a lot of elements. It, you know, it was a lot... To be going on in a small town, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like they don't deserve that. It's a regular Twin Peaks around here. Whew. You know? Whew. Everywhere is Twin Peaks if you have a David on board. Yeah. I will say, well, maybe for a slightly seriouser, seriouser, more serious. Mm-hmm. That's what Ser- I meant to seriouser. say. More mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. Seriouser. Uh, scene. Uh, I will say the scene where they were invest- 
interrogating um, Gerd was kind of giving me, like, true detective vibes. Yeah. You know? It's just, like, kind of creepy and sleazy and dark. Yeah. It, kind of, it was true detective-y. That's fair. So I guess I did kind of enjoy that scene. Yeah, I feel like the Gerd stuff could have been interesting. I feel mm-hmm. like he was a horrible but interesting character. Yeah, he was super creepy. That was really downplayed in the episode because there was so much else going on. Mm-hmm. But he was a, yeah. J- again, just imagine old glass animals, man, but evil. Yep. Yeah, so this episode could have been split into three different episodes, and those three separate episodes could be good on their own. But And then they could have written one of those instead of doing the one they did last week that was a carbon copy of other episodes, so it's yeah. like, whatever. Oh, well. Um, so, I don't know. Three. I gave it three. It's alright. Yeah, it was like fun to watch. I, yeah. yeah, I feel like maybe that didn't come across because I was whining about the... <laughs> sort of weird writing and pacing yeah. and everything. But I had it, a fun time. It was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to see our, our crew interacting with each other, the Boo crew. Yes. Love them. Mm-hmm. They got to eat ribs together. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So that's that. Yep. That's Red Museum. I, uh, I guess I'll probably remember it, but only because of the weird outfits. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know that I'd remember it too much in the yeah. future. Fair enough. All right. So... That's that. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Next week, we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 11, Excelsis, De- Excelsis Day? Excelsis... How do you pronounce that? Uh, where is it? Excelsis Day. It's Match of the Week. I don't like it very much, but we'll talk about that next <laughs> Great. week. Great. Okay. <laughs> Something to look forward to. <laughs> is it about God? Um... I don't think so. If you'd like to send us any emails with your thoughts, you can send us an email at skellynationpod at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at skellynationpod. And you can also obviously DM us on either of those services as well. Dim. Dim us. Mm -hmm. Slide into our DMs Mm -hmm. and tell us what you think about uh, Mulder and Scully. Uh, our intro and outro music was by Groovemaster Putts, and you can get their stuff on Bandcamp. And segment music. And uh, one day we'll have segment songs, probably, mm-hmm. when I get my shit together. If you're enjoying this show, and I hope that you are, please consider giving us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. Also, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the doctor who is injecting you with uh, evil alien DNA and ruining your life about the podcast. You know, if you get abducted by aliens, have them listen to our show, you know? Be like, mm-hmm. this is actually key information about Earth. You have to mm-hmm. listen to this. Oh, yeah. It's like, it'll turn into a, a Galaxy Quest yeah. type of thing. Do you think that we would be able to get those stats from, you know, the podcast oh. people if it was like, ooh, someone of two miles, 20 miles above Earth's surface listened? I mean, uh, we are not getting... Like, Antarctica, when I look at our stats, Antarctica is not even an option. So I don't even know. Like, maybe people in Antarctica are uh, downloading the pod, and I don't know about it. That is so unfair. So. We deserve to know. (sighs) Makes me mad. Yeah. Anyway, I've been your host, Amanda. And I've been Ella. And remember, trust no one except for us. Bye.